0: Would you pray with me? Almighty God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Spreading the word. Last week, we talked about the joy of discovery, Learning something new or discovering a new truth that nobody else has thought of before, at least as far as we know, is an exciting moment. When I have that experience, I can't wait to tell someone else about it. It's like revealing a beautiful image that I'm sure will create that same joyful response in whoever I get to share it with. And it builds a new bond with that other person as well. The new discovery serves as a common link between myself and this other person that I get to share it with. Since this news that we have, this new unique perspective, shares gives us a new way of looking at the world together. The joy of learning is especially fun to see in kids. Isn't it fun to see kids when they come home after they've had a wonderful day at school and they've learned something new? Their excitement just bubbles over and I can't help, can't help but be excited too with them. The joy we feel when we discover something is a common basic experience. But there are also those discoveries that are kept secret so that someone can either profit from them or there's a fear that spreading them will result in new knowledge that could be harmful to some of us or unsafe. Information that can be used for financial gain is considered intellectual property and is concealed from competitors in the general public so that profit can be earned and the investment that is made in previous research, research to be used to fund future research. There's also technological development that one country may hide from other countries out of fear that the new knowledge could lead to insecurity, such as the information associated with nuclear weapons. This information was contained for many years out of the fear that it would be dangerous in the hands of unscrupulous leaders. The greater the possible impact to society the information could have, the more likely it would be to keep it secret. Christianity, on the other hand, is essentially about a momentous discovery that does not fit into this typical model. And the apostle Paul is one of those who suffered immensely for refusing to keep it a secret. In the opening verse of our passage this morning, Paul, a devout Jew, explains to the church houses in Ephesus, who were mostly non-Jews or Gentiles, that the reason he was a prisoner was for the sake of the Gentiles. Through Christ, it had been revealed that the covenant of promise that previously only been given to the Jews were now available to the non-Jews as well. The walls of division between the Jew and the Gentile were torn down by Christ. And the Gentiles were now included with the Jews in the construction of a new spiritual dwelling place of God with Christ as the cornerstone. This is a major discovery. And Paul was consumed by this gospel message so much that he dedicated his life to spreading that news. There is one God of all and Christ had made God accessible to all. As you might imagine, this was dangerous information for the society and for stability in those societies in many ways. The Jews were still the chosen people, yet they were not the elite, unique chosen people with the sole knowledge of God. They now share the teachings of the law, the prophets, and the writings with the rest of the world. So this was perceived as a threat to some in Jewish society. The Romans and other Gentile nations were also, also threatened by the Christian gospel because their claim of dominance was questioned as well as their belief system of many gods. This new Christian understanding of the world did not condone the worship of multiple gods or any human leader because the Christians understood that there is one and only one God. And we are expected to love this one God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. The new Christian ideas challenged everyone's understanding of the world. And Paul was unable to contain his excitement for this new mystery that had been revealed. The book of Acts recounts a time when Paul was before King Agrippa to make a defense before being sent to Rome as a prisoner. Paul explained how he became a follower of Christ and was so passionate that the governor, Festus, who had summoned the king to listen to him, explained, You are out of your mind, Paul. Too much learning is driving you insane. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking the sober truth. When Paul urged the king to acknowledge his understanding of the law and the prophets, the king replied, are you so quickly persuading me to become a Christian? Paul replied, whether quickly or not, I pray to God, not only you, but all who are listening to me today might become such as I am, except for these chains. This mystery, which Paul tells us, was part of God's eternal plan all along gave new life to everyone who accepted Christ. Through the grace offered by Christ, made possible by his crucifixion and resurrection, we have been offered the gift of salvation. According to the good pleasure of God's will, we have been given an opportunity to receive forgiveness for our sins, so that all things in heaven and earth, including us, may be gathered up in Christ in the fullness of time. This was God's plan from the very beginning, and we see hints of it throughout Jewish scripture. For example, in chapter 12, the book of Genesis, when God called Abram, who was later called Abraham, out of his homeland to live in Canaan, God promised that all the families of the earth would be blessed in him. So the blessings given to the descendants of Abram would also be available to everyone else on earth. In chapter 25 of, the, of Isaiah, the prophet declares, God will destroy on this mountain the shroud that is cast over all peoples, the sheet that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. Here, we see an allusion to the defeat of death that Christ had done. Christ was predicted by this prophet, but the prophet did not fully understand at the time of his writing who or how it would come to pass. There are hints of the gospel message throughout the Jewish scripture, but the full revelation of God's plan was not made known until the coming of Jesus Christ. The apostle Paul, understood the mission given him by God was to bring good news of the revelation of this mystery to the Gentiles so that all would see God's plan. God, Paul spread the good news throughout various communities, communities, starting with church houses in some regions and then building in church communities in other regions upon other people's work. And he helped those in those regions develop an understanding of the gospel message. These churches in the different communities had the mission, according to Ephesians, of making known the wisdom of God in its rich variety to the rest of the world and to the generations that followed. It's interesting to consider the way Paul writes about it. He quotes the wisdom of God in its rich variety as he discusses the roles of the churches. Rather than describing God's wisdom as black and white, as though there's only one way to understand God, Paul talks about a, a rich variety of God's wisdom. Again, this is an, enju- an idea that can engender a sense of fear or concern in many of us. Some of us prefer to have a clear answer to our understanding of, uh, of God. And the idea that there may be many different ways of coming to God and seeing God could be disconcerting. How can there be more one right answer when it comes to understanding God's wisdom? According to the Center of the Study of Global Christianity, there are over 200 denominations in the United States today. And each one has its own variation in how it understands God's wisdom. Even within within the United Methodist Church, there are differences in our personal theologies or how we understand the nature of God, humanity, the Holy Spirit, and the church itself. We come together with a common faith in Jesus and the gift of salvation that he made possible through the crucifixion and resurrection. But there are many different ideas on how salvation works. What is the process of salvation? That is a mystery. It is a mystery yet the wisdom of God in its rich variety has touched all of our lives in significant ways that has motivated us to come together here to worship, to learn from each other, to care for each other, and to inspire each other. God's wisdom continues to be a mystery to us in many ways. But there seems to be some common traits in scripture, one of which is the tendency to prod us out of complacency and to view the world differently. For example, most of society seeks affluence and an elevated social status so that our needs and desires can be met by others. Jesus, on the other hand, teaches us in chapter 10 of the Gospel of Mark that we are to strive to become servant leaders and slaves of all if we want to become great in God's kingdom. Another example is the emphasis society placed on being careful to maintain or improve your personal circumstances. Many of our interactions with each other are more on a transactional nature, meaning we expect something in return for one item service or favor that we give to someone else. If the other person is not likely to be able to pay us back satisfactorily with comparable items or favors, we may not offer the kind of assistance that they're asking for. On the other hand, in chapter 16 of the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus teaches us to deny ourselves and follow him. In verses 25 and 26, he told his disciples, Those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Or what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? It may sound impractical to the rest of society, but Christ expects us to give everything to him, to him without clearly understanding what this new life that he offers will be like. But when we do it, when we follow Christ, we make new and exciting discoveries in life that are hard to keep to ourselves. Like Paul, I think that we are all expected to share our discoveries of God with others. Have you ever had an encounter with God that turned your understanding of the world upside down, and when it happened, did you have anyone to share it with? The excitement that comes from these discoveries can last a long time. and It can change the way that we act in the world. Others might see the different behavior or the attitude that we have and wonder, what is going on with him or her? It's at this moment that you can connect with another person and then share that great mystery that you have discovered that's been revealed through Jesus Christ to you. Through kindness, compassion, and enthusiasm, others will want to know your story and what it is that makes you tick and excite you. There might be other times when you simply sense someone in need and you feel compelled to let them know that they are not alone. You are with them. But when you walk away, Christ will always be with them as well. Your kindness and compassion, again, will speak for itself, and you may have a chance to share an understanding of God and reveal a great mystery that they were not aware of or you. Sharing the gospel message is an important part of discipleship. Gathering together in church to, to worship and fellowship is important, but spreading the good news of Christ outside the church is equally important. There are many people who have not heard about Jesus, and there are some who have heard a very distorted view of Christ. As members of the body of Christ, we have been tasked with sharing Christ's message with those outside the church so that the wisdom of God in its rich variety may become known to all. And as you share your understanding of God, you will inevitably Learn more about yourself, others, and God. So share your discovery. Share your excitement. Spreading the word of God is your opportunity to make available to others the most impactful discovery of all time. And it is no longer a secret.